Good morning. We start, uh, we continue, we left off, page 42a, the third line from the top. have an argument about the parah, one of them, Mishkala Sadr, one said that string, the red string, the red uh, piece of wool that they used, dyed in red, was um, weighed 10, 10, 10 dinners. And Zuz, uh, 10 Zuz. Chadam and one of them says Mishkal Shekel. No, it was only a Shekel, like two Zuzim. What's the sign? The sign is it says when it comes to sacrifice that as long as you have a mind for Hashem, it doesn't matter if you do the maximum or you do the minimum. So this is the sign because the argument is either the minimum or the maximum. The minimum is a Shekel. The maximum is ten. Because there's another option, and that is two sellers. So here, by Paraduma, it's not the middle option, the two seller, two, the two sloyim, it's either ten zuz or one shekel. They're not arguing about the case of the Paraduma, the red heifer, there's three red crimson dyed strips of wool. Right, the, the seer, the seer, the two goats, the goat that was thrown off the mountain, the part of the red heifer, you had to burn, you had to, you know, the cedar wood and a piece of grass and a grass, and wrapped in in, in, in this red dyed dyed wool, and um, and then we had the um, mitzayra in the case of the mitzayra also. So he says that this argument that we just read, and the rabbis is not about, they're not arguing the case of the red heifer, they're arguing the case of the Sidam Ashtaleach, the goat that's thrown off the mountain. When they were having the argument, this great rabbi, his name was Rabbi Bakisim, passed away, and they left a sign to remember what the argument was about. He says, that the argument was about the the goat that was thrown off the mountain on Yom Kippur, not about the red heifer. And just like Abba Barkisya was, was a tzaddik who passed away. And it, he atones for his sins, because it says the passing of a tzaddik atones for his sins. Because it says the passing of the tzaddik right next to the garment of the high priest, of the priest, just like the garment of the priest atoned for his sin. The passing of a tzaddik atones. So too, the Sira Mashtalech was an atonement for the Jewish people. So that's a reminder the argument was about the goat and not about the red heifer. I heard a law regarding two shchitas, the slaughtering of two of two things. One was regarding the, the slaughtering of the red heifer. And one regarding the slaughtering of the bull that belongs to the high priest, which he slaughtered on Yom Kippur. And I heard, one of them is kosher bazaar, you don't need a koyin to slaughter it. And one of them is and one of them is, is disqualified. Um, only a koyin is allowed to slaughter it. I don't remember which one was which. I heard the law, but I don't know which one is which. Is the is the is the is the bull of the koyin gadol? Must he be the one who slaughters it, or anyone can slaughter it, even the Yisrael? Or is it that the uh, or is it that the red heifer could be slaughtered by anyone? I don't know. Itma, we learn the slaughtering of the red heifer and the koyin gadol's It's an argument in one of them says that the red heifer is invalid if it's slaughtered by anyone else than the koyin. 
an, an Israelite can slaughter it. Paroi, but his own on Yom Kippur, the bull that atones for him is kosher. Even if he is Israel, an Israelite that slaughters it. In the base of Mikdash, one says, no, the exact opposite. Paroi, psul, is, par, has to be done, everything has to be done by the Kohen Gazals. He has to slaughter it as well. Parok Shadav, the red heifer is kosher. But we don't know who said which. We just know one of them, Rav, one of them said, holds this way, the other, Shmuel, one of them holds the other way. Well, who holds what? See, Mar said this time, I bring you proof that Ravu, Rav is the one of the opinion, the Amma Parapsul. Rav is of the opinion that the red heifer is not kosher if it's, if it's slaughtered by an Israelite. Well, how do we know this? The Amma Rav Zayda, Rav Zayda says, Shchitas Parapsul, Psul, the slaughtering of the red heifer by an by a Israelite. Is is disqualifies it? Rav explained why he explained the reason because Allah's a chukah shenidah by the Torah in the in the in in Parshat Chukat in the book of uh, Numbers when the Torah talks about the red half the Torah says Allah's Allah's is doing everything Allah's was a deputy high priest yeah. and it says chukah chukah means it is exactly it has to be exactly it's not just a it's not just a suggestion an ideal it must be this way otherwise it's a deal breaker. So therefore, everything has to be done by the Kayan, and an Israelite can't slaughter it. Even though all the other sacrifices in the temple, you don't need the Kayan to do it. The Kayan only has to begin from receiving the blood. Slaughtering, anyone can do it. Even an Israelite can slaughter all the stuff. But this is the exception. Including the, the uh, acts of the high priest on Yom Kippur, an Israelite can slaughter it according to Rav. But the red heifer is the exception. Just like by the red heifer, it says a lozer, and it says chuka, right? When it says about the high priest in him, keep it also. The pasuk says Aaron is doing the service to the high priest, and also says chuka. So just like over here, he's saying it's a deal breaker; it has to be precisely this way and no other way. Only, only, only a koyin. So too, oh here, only, only Aaron, the high priest, and not an Israelite. What's the difference? Everything in murder, slaughtering is not a vayder. It's not part of the service. Yeah. That's why, in general, you don't need a koyin to slaughter. The big service of the koyin begins with the receiving of the blood and the walking the blood and sprinkling the blood and offering. That must be a koyin. so. So, therefore, when the Torah says Aaron and Chukah, he's only referring to the things that are part of the service. Then it has to be exactly so and not any other way. So, so, so say the same thing. Why is the slaughtering of the pot any different? Say the same thing. Slaughtering is not an avayda. So it could be done. The red heifer could be slaughtered even by an Israelite. Everything. So he says, no, shiny pot. Pot is different. The kachi bed the kabayasu. Para, the whole thing is not kachim is It Don't forget, it's not done in the temple. It doesn't have the sanctity of a regular sacrifice. The proof is it's not done in the temple. It's done in the Mount of Olives, the mountain of cross. So the whole thing is not is not avoid. So any part of it is not avoid. So when the Torah says chukah, it goes. It, it, it's equal. The slaughtering and everything else that you do with it is all all on par. It's the same thing. So the Torah says chukah must be this way. Must be through a lazar. It incorporates also the shchita. But over here. Here by the power which is in in Anim Kippur, which is in the temple, which is Kachim Mizbeya. So here, when the Torah says Aaron and it's only referring to the Avoda, not the slaughtering. Practically, mother of Allah to call the Kainu. But surely, if the Torah teaches that in the case of in the case of a red half, which the whole thing is not really Kachim Mizbeya, nevertheless, the Torah is very precise. The slaughter must be through the Kayan. How much more so? In the case of Yom Kippur, Kachim is Beah, and the Holy of Holy, and Yom Kippur, the High Priest, surely here the Torah includes also 
that the shechita also must be done by the kohen gadol. No, we see in the case of of uh, leprosy, the lava voidahu. Okay, over there, as it's not a voida, and nevertheless, the title requires only a kayan, only a kayan could condemn and say that it's a leper, it's not a leper. Mm-hmm. So we see there's nothing to do. There's certain things, nothing to do with a voida, but the title insists it has to be kunda. So too, the red heifer, even though it's not a voida, it's nothing to do with a voida, it's not even holy, it's not even have the sanctity of a sacrifice, it's outside of the temple. It's only country, country, it's fine. So, but here the title insists that everything has to be done by the Koyan. Okay? That the slaughter has to be. But you can't bring a proof, it has nothing to do with the, with the, with the sacrifices. Versus the sacrifices, you see, the title says all the sacrifices an, an Israelite could slaughter. The Koyan only begins with the receiving, so too, including even the, on the Yom Kippur, the bull of the high priest. Also, the, the, the slaughter could be done by Israel. You know what? Okay, very quickly. The mother asked Shmuel, but according to Shmuel, Dom. Shmuel argues with Rav, right? Shmuel says that the, the, the Yom Kippur, the bull of the high priest, Yom Kippur, can only be done by the high priest. An Israelite does it, it disqualifies it. So, why is Padre any different? Why? Where does Shmuel know this? Because he says it says Aaron, the whole parsha of Yom Kippur, and it says Chukah, it has to be this way. Every detail in this in this process has to be done only through Aaron. So, Padre Nami Yaksev Elazar Bechukah, by Padre the Red Heifer, also it says Elazar, the whole thing is done through Elazar, the priest, and it says Chukah. Everything about a shiny awesome there is different. It says clearly, you should slaughter it in front of Elazar, meaning Elazar is not the one who's slaughtering it, someone else is slaughtering it as long as it's in front of him. So it doesn't have to be a lazar, it doesn't have to be a koyin. Who is he coming to, to exclude? A lazar wasn't the high priest, he was just a, the deputy high priest. It doesn't have to be a lazar, it means an Israelite can slaughter it. Virav, what's Rav going to do with this puzzle? Uh-huh. He has a good proof. Shmuel has a good proof. It says, meaning he's not the one who's slaughtering it. So David will say, no, of course, of course he has to slaughter it. But he just means, means his face, his brain, his mind, his attention has to be focused while he's slaughtering. He can't slaughter it absentmindedly. If you do it absentmindedly, it's, that's what disqualifies. The shachot is a lefun of it. Should be in front of you, in front of your, in front of your awareness. Be, be present. Most people are not present. Whatever they do, their mind is elsewhere. You know, they're not present. Shachot doesn't mean Allah is not slaughtering. Of course, he's slaughtering it. But he's, mean, he's coming to teach me. It has to be lefun of it. Has to be in front of his, his awareness, his attention. Right. Who, so how does Shmuel know this halacha? Yeah. Shmuel needs the Pasuk to teach me that Allah doesn't have to slaughter it. And the Israelites can slaughter it in front of him. So how does he know this halacha that it has to be, has to be attention? You have to have attention. Because it says you should burn the pot in front of his eyes. So I see that here everything has to be in front of him. It means he has, it has to be, he has to pay attention. Virav, and I will tell you, no, I need two psukim, I need two verses. One positive, one that the slaughtering has to be with the full attention, and the other one, and positive that the burning also has to be with the full attention. And I need both. I need both, both, both uh, to teach me in both cases. It's not enough to teach me one, and I, I wouldn't automatically know the other case. Why? Because Rahman the Bashkid, if it would only tell me in the case of Shkita, it has to be Lefano. 
He has to be aware of this That's the beginning of the service. You set the tone. The beginning sets the tone for everything. Right after Shavu is all excited, it sets the tone for everything. The longest part. So you have to set the tone. It has to be fully presence of mind. Afterwards, once you say, like when you write a Torah, you say, I'm doing it for the sake of Torah, you don't have to say it every second. You, you start it that way, and then automatically everything else follows. So it's enough. So therefore, it's important only by the Shechita that it has to be fully present. But the burning, I would say, no, it doesn't have to, it's not important. So Tzricha Teres tell me, no, that even the burning, it has to be fully present, a mind, presence of mind. Because what Rachmanim say, if the would only teach him by Tzreifa, say if Tzreifa, how much more so in the beginning? No, I would say, because now when you're burning it, now I'm getting the ashes. This is the whole essence of the whole the whole procedure. So this is the essence of reducing the Potter to the ashes. So therefore here you have to have presence of mind. The slaughtering, that, that's not so important. It's just the preparation. But Shmuel says no. Shmuel says I need one pasuk is enough. So therefore, B'shachad Eselifanim is extra to teach me that even an Israelite could slaughter it in front of a Lazar. You don't need a Lazar to kind of slaughter. The mother says You're telling me that the pasuk says it's two pasuk. You're telling me that it's two pasuk. One pasuk to teach me that you only need presence of mind. You need presence of mind by the slaughter. Another pasuk to teach me you need presence of mind by the burning. When don't you need presence of mind? What are you coming to exclude? Which part of the process doesn't need doesn't require presence of mind? Fully full focus. If you're gonna say it's coming to exclude, when you gather the ashes and you fill up the water, the water, the, the wellspring water. Likidosh, in order to, to mix the water with the ashes, their presence of mind is not important. You can't say that. We have a third verse. It says, it means it has to be watched. Watch means you have to be focused. If I have three psukim to teach me, you have to focus. So what does it come to exclude? Because it has to come to exclude. If it doesn't come to exclude anything, then the Torah should just tell me once, and I know for the whole thing, any part of the procedure from A to Z, you have to have kavanah. Since, since the Torah has to teach me this, and this case, I wouldn't know this case and the other, meaning every case is separate. Every detail is separate. You can't, it's not just a one, a one uh, wholesale thing that you need kavanah. We have three psukim. One to teach me when you mix the ashes with the water, another one when you slaughter, another one when you when you burn the, the ashes. So what's it coming to exclude? It's coming to exclude. When you throw into the fire, after when you throw into the fire, when you're burning the red heifer, you have to throw into the fire the cedar wood together with the uh, grass, and the the strip of wool dyed in red. The lab go for the putter, you know. It's not. It's not the essence of the putter. The ash is really essential. That's the putter. I'm just throwing it in. So here, focus is not essential. It's what we learn. We learn shkitas putter bizarre. If you slaughter the red heifer, slaughtered by an Israelite, not a koyin. Rabbi Yomak Shed. Rabbi says it's kosher. Ravami Yomak Shed. Ravami says it's kosher. Ravami says it's kosher, like Shmuel. Rabbi Yitzhak Nafkam, Rabbi Yitzhak Nafkam says it's Tzula like Rav. But it has to be a Koyin. Ula Makshedra, Ula says it's kosher. Rabbi Yitzhak and others say Tzula, he says it's Tzula. Master Rabbi Shuvah Rabbi Rabbi, listen to the Rabbi. Rabbi Shuvah Rabbi, question is, I'll bring you a proof to Rav. We learn, Ain't the Elazos, Mimel, Shink, Shein, and Bishak, and Bish. 
I only know that sprinkling, sprinkling the, the red the water with the ashes, it's not kosher by isha. It has to be a man. It could be a minor, by the way, but it can't be a woman. Has, a, a minor is old enough to, to be aware, but not a woman. It has to be during the day. It's not kosher. If you sprinkle at night, it's not kosher. It has to be during the day. Minayin, how do we know that How do we know to also include that the slaughtering of the red heifer? The Kabbalah is receiving the blood of the red heifer. Bazar is sprinkling the blood. You have to sprinkle the blood facing you in the Mount Olives. You have to face. You have to face the entrance to the uh, to the temple, the Mizrach. You have to you have to face. Usrefas, I'm burning it. And while you're burning it, you throw in the, the cedar, the cedar wood, and the grass called Azov. And the Shlitzel last, the stripper will die crimson. How do we know that it also has to be during the day? Not at night. It says Torah. So the Torah says Torah means the clothes to add everything. That just like. That just like the uh, the sprinkling can only be done during the day, yeah. so to all these other things, even though a woman is also kosher, these other items doesn't have to be only a man. So it's not like the sprinkling, but the teira says teira comes to add that oh, that regarding if it could be done at night. No, no, it's exactly like the sprinkling. It can only be done during the day. All of these things can only be done during the day. Yo, I would think that I'm also adding Maybe I should also add uh, Gathering the ashes Mixing the uh, Filling the water, the wellspring water And kiddush and, and mixing the ashes with the water That also could only be done during the day And not, not at night Zeiss comes to exclude So not everything has to be done during the day These things, gathering the ashes And, and filling the water and then mixing the two, that can be done even at night. Why, why are you adding this and excluding that? How do I know? What's the logic? Why this you include has to be done during the day? Uh, 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 burning and everything involved in the burning and receiving the blood and sprinkling the blood, everything there has to be done during the day. Gathering the ashes doesn't have to. Why? Why? The Torah adds and the Torah excludes. I don't know which is which. How do I know this I'm adding and this I'm excluding? So Amrit say the answer is that you cool because we learn it from where do you learn that it has to be during the day from sprinkling sprinkling the ashes right sprinkling the water and the red the mixed mixture of water and ashes so it's not kosher only a man could sprinkle and it can only be done during the day also adds the slaughtering the Kabbalah's Dhamma receiving the blood and sprinkling of the blood and burning everything I'm throwing into the fire since also we hear it's not kosher also all these things I'm sorry all these things must be done by a man so therefore it's exactly identical to, to sprinkling so therefore but I exclude gathering the ashes and filling up the water from the wellspring water and then mixing the water with the ashes this is a woman could also do it so it's not like the sprinkling so therefore when the Titus comes to exclude that you don't have to 
you don't have to do it during. You don't have to do it. Uh, do it exclusively during the day. is coming to exclude this. It's kosher by day and night. Your mother says, "What it has? Why am I to you?" How is this a brisa question on Shmuel? He's trying. He's trying to bring a question on Shmuel. Shmuel said that the red heifer could be slaughtered by an Israelite. So he's bringing this brisa. He's bringing. I'm sure, but Abba's bringing this brisa to support Rabba's opinion. We see from this brisa that um, Rabba is correct that only a koyin could slaughter the animal. And this refutes Shmuel. How do you see this? Elam, if you're going to want to say. Since the Braise says, since the Braise says that a woman cannot slaughter, so an Israelite can't either slaughter. Regularly a woman can slaughter, right? So here the Titus says that a woman cannot slaughter the red heifers, just like the Titus excludes a woman from slaughtering red heifers. So too, an Israelite can't either slaughter the red heifer. Is that a czar? A czar. A czar is a stranger. Someone who's not a koyan is a czar. He's a stranger for the, for the service of, of that, that's required. A koyan requires a koyan. He's a czar. He's a stranger. Even the Lubavitch, even the Lubavitch Rebbe couldn't do the service of a koyan, as great as he is. He says so. Even even the even the uh, right. No, so so right. So so czar. So So that's how you bring a proof. You bring a proof to Rav that an Israelite is, is disqualified if he slaughters the red heifer. It can only be done by the koyan. So he says, no, Azos me metechia. I'll bring a proof from the sprinkling. Sprinkling itself, you're all learning this from the sprinkling. The sprinkling, the Titus says, can't be, has to be done during the day. And a woman is disqualified. But a woman is disqualified. A stranger, an Israelite, could do the sprinkling. That's not to be a koyan. So you see, one has nothing to do with the other. So how are you bringing a proof just because the Braises says that, a, that a, a woman can't do the slaughtering of the red heifer? How are you bringing from their proof to Rav that an Israelite can't slaughter the red heifer? Maybe Shmuel is right. Amr Abayi explains. This is, the, this is the question that he's asking. This is the proof that he's bringing a proof to Rav, and it's a question on, on Shmuel. Isha my time. What's the reason of a woman? Because it says a lazar of a laisha. How do we know a woman not? How do we know that, that a woman cannot slaughter the animal, the red heifer? Because it says a lazar and not a woman. So zar nami, a lazar of a lazar. The same reason that you derive that a woman can't slaughter the red heifer, for that same reason you derive that, a, that a, an Israelite can't slaughter the red heifer. So it's a question. Now he's going to explain the whole parsha of the red heifer. There's certain things that the Torah is coming. There's certain things that the Torah is coming. Is coming to prohibit. He's coming to right to to um, like to clarify from the previous based on the previous reading the previous part you may do certain things so he's coming to say that no 
he's coming to take away from the meaning, the implied meaning of what you just read. You may imply that this is what it means. So the pastor, the pastor has to come and clarify. No, that's not. That's not what I mean. And the other hand, there are certain portions of this parish of the red heifer that are mashma mamela that stand on their own. Mashma mm-hmm. mamela. They're not coming to contradict the implication of what I read in the previous passage. They're just coming to, they coincide with what you read in the previous passage. And now he explains. He explains exactly what he means. It sounds very cryptic. What's he saying? So he says, let's go verse by verse. We're only going to start because we're going to stop at the end of the page and we'll continue tomorrow. So he says like this. It says in the passage, give it to Allah the Quran. I would imply, only in this case he give it to Allah but not for all future generations only the first red heifer that was made in the time of Moshe that red heifer was, was given to Allah but for all future generations it wasn't given to Allah what does it mean? only in this case is Allah qualified even though Allah wasn't the high priest Aaron was the high priest Allah was the deputy right, high priest right, right. so in future generations only the high priest is qualified to do, to do the red heifer Bikadamir said, no, on the contrary. Only here do I need the deputy high priest. For all generations, be any Kayan. Doesn't have to be any special Kayan. Any Kayan. Maybe you would think it would have to be a deputy Kayan. That's what he's saying. Oh, you saw. That's what the Pasuk is saying. So, okay, so your mother said, According to the opinion that says that he's coming to exclude only in that, the first red heifer. That had to be through Allah, but all future generations could be done by any Kayan. Makes sense. Elaman, I'm according to opinion that says Lidaris became Godel Minale, but according to opinion that says that Lidaris has to be Dhamma King Godel. How do we know this? How do we know it has to be Dhamma King Godel? Elazar wasn't just a deputy. A deputy King Godel, like we learn, really has no special functions. He's just there like a vice president. In case yeah, anything yeah. happens, he, right. he moves in, but until he moves in, he has no special. Yeah, but on Young Kipper, which we're talking about, he could be rushed right into service. This is all about Yom Kippur in general. Right, right. Uh, the first one makes sense because Allah himself was, was a regular priest, really. He was just deputy, but it, it, it doesn't have any special status. So it makes sense. Just like Allah did it, so to all future generations. So it doesn't have to be Allah, it could be any Kayin. But, but how do you know a Kayin Gadol? Why should I think of a Kayin Gadol? The first time was done by Allah. Allah wasn't the high priest. So how, why would I think that all future, if the first one by Maishad Abedin wasn't done with the high priest, why would I think that all future generations must be done only by the high priest? So he's saying, well, Gamari, you learn that chukah, chukah, Yom Kippur. We learn, it says chukah by the red heifer, it says chukah satayr, and it says chukah by Yom Kippur. It's just like Yom Kippur, everything has to be done by the high priest. So to hear, for all future generations, the red heifer can only be done by the high priest. So you should take it out. You should take it out, but don't take any other any other red heifer with it. Not like we learned in the mission, what if the red heifer didn't want to come out? <laughs> trying to get it out of, out of the stall. Doesn't want it to come. Don't, you see, you want to bring another, another, another heifer to go out with it. So we'll follow along. So you can't bring a black one. People will say, ah, we see a black one. They're leading out a black one. Also a red one. But they say, maybe they slaughtered the black one. So let me take another red heifer. Another red heifer. That you can't either do. Why not? You shouldn't say, you slaughtered toward two. And you're not allowed to slaughter slaughter two at the same time. Because because, because you're not allowed to do any work. You're not allowed to do any work 
So if you slaughter, while you're, you're involved in this red heifer, you're slaughtering, you're doing work, you're slaughtering another red heifer, it disqualifies the red heifer, because I did work. So you, you, maybe you slaughtered another heifer, so therefore it would disqualify the, the, the first red heifer. So what do you do? Okay, so the so you have no choice. You have to try to seduce it, with, but that's not an option to, to get it to follow another, another heifer. That's not the reason. It's not the reason. The reason is you're not allowed to. The Pasuk says, one red heifer at a time. That's it. Exclusive. In fact, the Gemara of Tanakamak says, Why is Tanakamak giving a reasoning? It says clearly in the Pasuk. You know, you know the Tanakamak is Abshimon, is Abshimon by Yechoi. The daughter's time at the Kerah. He looks for the reason. And based on the reason, he, de- he defines the halacha. The reason defines the halacha. For example, the classical example is, it says in the Torah that if, you, if a woman gives you, you lend money to a, a widow, and she gave you a collateral, so he says, you're not, I'm sorry, you're not allowed to take the collateral, you're not allowed to coll- take a collateral from a, from a widow. She didn't pay, a, pay the loan, you're not allowed to take a collateral. Shimon says, you know what the reason is? It's only, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, he says, you're not allowed to take a collateral from a woman, from a, a widow, why not? Because if she's poor, if she's poor, the title requires the lender to return it every time she needs it, or to return it every night. If it's, if it's a bedding, day, she has a right? night. If it's something she needs, a pot to cook in during the day, you have to right. return it. So every day you're going in and out of her house, so it looks very suspicious. Yeah. She's a widow, sure. she's living alone. And you're going in every night and every day. You're in and out of the house. You know, people wag tongues. People start speaking, <laughs> suspecting you of, uh, you know, shenanigans. So therefore, he says the whole prohibition is only in a widow who's poor. When Titus says, right. "Don't lend, don't, don't take a, a, a collateral," we're not talking about a, a, wealthy, a, a wealthy widow on Fifth Avenue, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, because money is not an issue. She's so why not? Well, why shouldn't they take a collateral? It's only. And the rabbis say, no, the Torah doesn't differentiate, the Torah doesn't spell out, the Torah doesn't say only, only uh, the Torah should have said. The Torah should have given the reason. Since the Torah didn't give the reason, the Torah just says, period, don't take. So therefore, any widow, you're not allowed to take uh, collateral. Rabbi Shimon says, no. Rabbi Shimon says, the fact that the Torah didn't bring a proof, didn't say a reason, is not, that's not a proof. The Torah can say a reason. Because if you're going to give a reason for a mitzvah, the mitzvah doesn't, the reason doesn't exhaust the mitzvah. Mitzvah are beyond reason. So how can the Torah give a reason? It's as if telling me that this reason exhausts the whole mitzvah. The mitzvahs are Hashem's will. Hashem is infinite. There's so much depth oh, behind oh, every oh, mitzvah. Oh, yeah, so we can't, oh, it, uh, we can't bring a proof. The fact that the Torah didn't give a reason, that means it's, it's no. If the Torah doesn't give a reason because the reason doesn't exhaust the reason. But there is a reason, and based on that reason, Therefore, he qualifies the halacha. So, to over here is the exact same thing. There's a reason. He's explaining why does the Torah say oisa? It's not a, a, a chayk. There's no reason. There's a reason. There's a reason why does the Torah say oisa and not. So, the reason is because people shouldn't think that maybe you slaughtered the black heifer, or people shouldn't think that you did work with it while you were processing and engaged, involved in the heifer. You did work, which would disqualify the heifer. Think about it. Might be nice. What's the difference between the rabbis, Rabbi Shimon Ben Yechoi? And Rebbe, he says, the difference is, we continue. Ah, in 43a, let's say he takes a donkey. Donkey, no one's going to confuse you that you're busy slaughtering a donkey. It's not kosher. No one's going to confuse you that, that, you, that even if it's, you know, that, it, that you're using it for the red heifer. 
So it wouldn't be a problem. If that's the reasoning, the rationale of the Pasuk, it wouldn't be a problem. But according to the rabbi, it's a Gzader Sarkasim. Tehidus says, I saw not anything else. Everyone have a wonderful day.